Good afternoon. Welcome to the Truth Is Out There Voice of the People podcast for for Tuesday, the eighth of February. Uh, we got a bunch of breaking news going on right now. Uh, there is a freedom truck convoy that is now blocking the Ambassador Bridge that leads from Canada and the U.S. together to to have a blockade to basically stranglehold. Uh, Trudeau and his government, and uh, also uh, to submit uh, their truckers in Toronto, Montreal, Quebec, all, all over the place now, Ottawa, all over Canada now, truckers are doing the thing for fighting for freedom. And now we're starting here in this country, over in uh, Alaska and California, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and eventually they're going to uh, merge into D.C. And, and make sure that we get rid of the communists out of the, out of the White House right now. And freedom is arranging all over the world. There's tr- there are trucker convoys all over uh, the co- world today and doing their thing for freedom. No more mandates, no more masks, no more anything. And that's what's happening right now. In in, uh, in around the world, people are fed up with this the swamp. People are fed up with the communists and the socialists and, and the dictators and the mandates and everything. And they're fighting for freedom all over the world now. And this is where people are wising up to it, to the point where the Democrats see that they're going to lose every seat now. And the blue states are even uh, advocating the power by actually. Uh, pulling the mass mandates, stopping the mass mandates, except for, of course, the, uh, the mentally ill, erratic governor of uh, New York, uh, Houchel, uh, she's still working on a mask and stuff like that, doubling down. And some other uh, blue state areas actually do the same thing, especially with kids. You know, they are killing our children. Masks do not work in the first place. They are literally suffocating our children, causing them to have all kinds of physical ailments like respiratory diseases with those masks. Imagine sitting with a mask for eight hours. Uh, that's child abuse, and everybody's picking up my talking point and, call, and charging them, arresting uh, these uh, teachers and uh, these administrators for child abuse. And now everyone is picking those things and calling up for child abuse charges against the, uh, these left-wing nutcases. Um, it also psychologically affects, especially with special needs. If it is ADA abuse of mental and, and mental health clause, and uh, and uh, that's a that's really really bad news for these kids. Uh, a lot of these people are running away, not that walking away, but running away from these blue states to get to red states for freedom. Uh, little kids with autism getting destroyed, and adults getting destroyed by these masks and stuff, because people with autism, uh, they see things in three-dimensional, not two-dimensional, and they are very sensory and touch your feeling type of thing and if you take away that sensory ability you're actually destroying the kids and adults that want to so this mask this literally is killing people and uh, that's no joke and it's this, even the science uh, the cdc has announced that the cloth mask that people wear to have does absolutely nothing 
especially with Omicron, it does nothing. In fact, the mask that everyone wears, and even the cheap ones you pick up at the dollar store, uh, they don't do anything. And uh, any of the COVID, uh, the viruses, um, China virus, which it really is, goes right, the molecules goes right through the mask anyway. It doesn't protect you, and it says so on the mask, does not protect you against COVID-19. Every single mask says that, except for the expensive, very expensive mask that the hospital, uh, the people in the hospital wear and use. Um, so if you get them, to give you, grip them more for them, that's, you know, surgeon's mask. If you find a way of getting them, that'd be fine. But again, I wouldn't wear a mask anyway. Uh, the recovery rate for COVID is 99.9% for everybody, except if you're obese or have conditions. Then you got a little bit of a problem, but uh, if you follow protocol and do the right thing, you'll live. So that's a big thing there. Now, another breaking news that just came in. Uh, this is this is coming out of Biden. You know how big I am with the addiction and drugs and stuff like that, and the open borders with fentanyl and everything else coming in. Well, the Biden administration just got gave out a plan, a $30 million plan, 30, uh, where they're giving out crack pipes distribution in, uh, to, in, the, in the actual name of racial equality, saying that if you give crack pipes to uh, the uh, low-income areas, let them uh, do crack, it's equal whites for the blacks. That's what they're saying. $30 million is going to... To a program to distribute, distribute uh, crack pipes, give crack pipes out to people. Uh, how many people does Biden wants to kill? You know, we should. You know, if he comes down here, and I'm telling you, if he comes around my territory, and uh, with those policies, I'm going to arrest him for serial killing. Because that's what he is. He's a serial killer, and uh, that's a national program. It's not one state uh, in particular. This is coming out of the White House. This is coming out of the White House. So they want to distribute uh, crack pipes to people in the name of racial equality. Uh, isn't that sick? How many people, how many people, how many people are actually, uh, they got to kill? Look, I'm trying to save one life, never mind a hundred lives. And they're trying to kill that same person and others. And uh, yeah, yes, Biden did say that in the policy program that they set up. And uh, in fact, Ronnie McDonald, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, RNC chair, has been pushing it lately, saying that uh, saying that this is what the Biden people are doing. They don't give a rat's ass about the American people. Uh, all they care about is supporting the gangs, the drugs, and everything else. And don't forget, it was Biden and Obama, Obama and Biden, that uh, looked the other way. Our man sent in millions and millions of, of uh, pounds of cocaine into this country in exchange for that Iran uh, nuclear deal. So, and don't forget, Hunter Biden is a crack uh, smoker anyway. So that's what's happening there. Uh, so you, you, you got a guy that that was really killing people. How many people is he responsible for between the fentanyl coming in, the, the biggest killer out there now in cocaine, now I distribute crack pipes. This is like de Blasio with uh, giving out uh, yeah, giving out uh, 
areas in New York City where you can smoke cocaine, uh, smoke pot, or do or shoot up cocaine or crack or whatever you want to do. Anything that you do, I don't even know. I'm not an addict of that type. I don't do any drugs or anything. Uh, I'm just an alcoholic. I just drink. I love to drink, and I'm, I've been sober for like five years now, so I'm pretty well clean on that. But the point is, um, watching people where I came from, I saw at work 14 people of my coworkers OD over drugs. Uh, one of our clients lost his son and his son's partner for fentanyl laced cocaine at 16 since 2004. I've been buying tooth and nail to get a certain person into a, into a recovery center, and that doesn't work because of an idiot. And then we got, and, and we, so we're working on different things, and in doing that, we're setting up a show, a complete show on addiction, uh, which is right now scheduled for the 20th, but we might push it back to the 23rd because we have uh, a bunch of people. We got at least 10 people coming on that show in a round table uh, on discussion on addiction, on, uh, on um, how to handle people that you know, loved ones and stuff that's, uh, that's an addict, uh, dealing with mental health issues, uh, the community, bullying, enablers, and so forth, and how to, to deal with someone you care about is uh, slowly killing themselves because of the addiction and the people that your friends are, so all your family members is associated with, and how to comprehend that and what to do and the resources and everything else. And we're setting up that round table. And that's coming up either the 20th or the 23rd of February. And this is very important because it will save lives. So stay tuned to that. Now, so that's a big thing right there. Then uh, we got coming up, uh, tomorrow we have a show uh, that's gonna be from Jupiter uh, and about the mayor's race and Annie Marie Delgado and the conservative woman. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, how to handle a, a mayor candidate that that is running in Jupiter that wants to defund the police, allow the criminals to run rapid in the city. And that's coming up. Now, in Manhattan, the DA, Alvin Bragg, he admits that his own Harlem neighborhood is in, is in crisis. Uh, what that does, it's it, his policies of, uh, if you're a criminal, on the, and you're doing something in Manhattan, like robbing a store or bank, well, bank is federal, but robbing a store and uh, Trump, uh, or breaking and entering or, or carjacking or any kind of thing that happens to do with violent crime or even you know, that's a felony, uh, he's reduced these crimes to misdemeanors, let them walk in the street similar to what we call the promise program in the schools that Obama did back in the day that we got rid of here in Florida. Um, that type of policy led to Nicholas Cruz and 17 people killed in uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Now, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg finally found the area that he lived in because of his own uh, weak policies on law enforcement and allowing criminals to walk the street. Uh, 
he's finding out that his own home area in Harlem, his neighborhood, is full of crime, and it's not safe for even him. So now he has to backtrack on his policies because he finally felt the, the end result of, of the left-wing liberal socialist communist policies of supporting criminals over law-abiding citizens, and now he's actually working his way through. Now, Alabama governor also gives the ultimate uh, sudden insult to Biden. We're talking, we already kind of talked about that. Uh, they also won a very big Supreme Court case today uh, allowing the GOP redistricting uh, because of uh, you know the census and every every 10 years they redistrict and based on the amount they gerrymander stuff like that to add seats and what happened was is that the Republicans uh, who, who control of Alabama uh, gerrymandered everything to to basically squeeze down some of the left and they got scream, uh, screaming on it uh, but the Supreme Court ruled in favor that the plan initiated by the Republican stays for now. It was a 5-4 decision, by the way. Now, a little, uh, little type of thing that we usually do. Uh, someone who loves you doesn't let anything get in the way when you call for help. They wouldn't move mountains to get you to get to you. That's what a person's supposed to do, and when they really care about somebody, they fight tooth and nail to get you to where you need to be, uh, and not going to run down people that get in the way in the process. You know, but sometimes you just got to let them fall and see from there. But anyway, that goes towards what we're going to talk on the 20th. Now, there is, we, okay, over the last few weeks, the last, uh, actually two weeks, we got uh, two major radio shows we did. One was with Nick Searcy with Capital Punishment, and we were talking about the uh, January 6th event and uh, how the FBI was weaponized by Biden and others to go after Granny and to 40-year-old kids and other things like that. And, and if you go watch the movie Capital Punishment, uh, by Nick Searcy, all the stories show, you will hear all the stories on it. It's all over the area. Uh, I urge everyone to watch it. And uh, that was a big show. It's been still trending. The other one that we had was this past Sunday where we had uh, Leon Lee on, and Unsilenced is the other movie. And this one was about CCP, which is the, communist, the Chinese Communist Party that controls China and how they silenced uh, individual uh, kids and people for free speech and stuff, even go to torture and everything, and how Mr. Wong got out and escaped after eight years in solitary and other means. And this is a true story about Mr. Wong's friends. And unsilenced, I recommend everyone, and you'll understand what's going on with the Olympics and why we should never have been there in the first place. Now, the other big story that we're getting on the podcast that's getting big hits is that 2,000 Mules, which is Denise D'Souza's movie, which is coming out in the spring about the lecture fraud and the drop boxes and how uh, the Mules uh, basically was dropping uh, ballots into the drop boxes all over the place that actually in areas that, you know, swing states, in areas that swung the election towards the communists. It was a steal. We got the evidence, and 2,000 mules will show it. 
Uh, Denise D'Souza, at least is coming on our show uh, probably either last week of February or the first week of March, working on the, the logistics. And we just picked up another one called Systematic Deception about how the communists slash Democrats use uh, manipulate and maniacally rape the black community for their own personal gain, uh, starring uh, Kevin Sorbo and his wife, who's coming on our show sometime in the next two to three weeks, we'll be talking about the movie, Systematic Deception. Uh, and uh, it is very, very important with Frank A. Pa uh, Panico. And he is the director and cinematographer, which we're in contact with, and executive producer. And we're going to uh, talk with the him and the two stars in an upcoming radio show. And that's what we're working on, on that. So again, these movies are important. These shows are important. Uh, Sorbo Studios, you can watch. I have it on my Facebook page, the uh, two trailers. Uh, I urge everyone to go watch it. Uh, another corruption in Broward County, uh, Bobby DeWar, who ran for Congress uh, for Alicia Hastings' seat that lost in the primary, has now decided to run for Broward County Commission. And I urge uh, everyone, do not support this guy. He's as corrupt as could be. Uh, God will make what seems impossible possible. Don't worry about believing in you, just believe in him. Kind of contradict that in some way. In order to go into recovery and do it right, you have to learn how to believe in oneself. If you don't believe in yourself, how are you going to go into recovery? It's not just about believing in God and the higher power, but if you don't believe in you and your own abilities, and to be honest with yourself, it's not going to work. In recovery, you need to first, to be honest, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis would tell you that, uh, addicts liars. Addicts are liars because uh, what's speaking is not the person but the addiction. And that makes them liars because the addiction is controlling you and, and, and the environment of the addiction that's controlling you. That's why, like Jamie Lee Curtis says, in-house recovery is better than outside recovery because common sense dictate that if you go into a therapy session and go back to the environment that's, that's controlling you because of the addiction, it doesn't work. But if you go into an in-house recovery sector, like ANOVA, you tend to uh, have a better shot of recovery because they work closely with you. They, they, they automatically change the environment so you don't have nobody pulling from one end to the other. And you're able to work to, to be honest with yourself, to believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you can't get healthy. And that's how it works. And, and they get you to eventually expose the demons that have been causing you to do all these stuff and learn how to, to compensate for it, to, uh, to fight against it, to defeat it, and move forward. And then use your abilities and like with Nova, you got the, the university there, so you can actually go and learn a career and use that. So it's a two, it's a win-win situation if you go into a place like that, because there's a lot of recovery side, in-house recovery side, this that also is a place for education, and they use both to help people get healthy and come back to disease called addiction, and that's why it's better than outpatient. 
But anyway, so the line of God will make what seems impossible possible, yes, but don't worry about believing yourself. That's wrong. You have to believe in yourself. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to believe in him. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love others. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to believe in anything else. That's common sense, and that's how part of therapy that works. And that's how it works. So we're busy with that. And let's see if there's anything else coming here. That's it right now. Remember, Wednesday, we got a very good show coming on, radio show with, uh, with Annie Marie Delgado, and the national, she's the national president of Conservative Watch USA. She's going to talk about politics and, uh, and uh, mandates and education and law and order and, and funding the police and, and, a, and a mayor race that's going, and Jupiter that's going to, to the crapper if these idiots vote uh, a, a person that wants to defund the police. Uh, that means crime is going to take over that city. You don't want that. Look at New York City. You know, this is the guy, the mayor, that ran on some things. He's doing something for this guy in New York City right now, Eric Adams, cares about being a vegetarian or vegan as opposed to actually helping the people in the schools and elsewhere. And we need to get rid of CRT and stuff like that. Um, you are getting people in California that are being mandated to learn about CRT. Uh, the, uh, let's, let's go, before we end this, I want to talk about something. This just came back to me. There's a bill in the state of Florida, in Tallahassee right now. It basically gives parents the right to see what's going on in their kids in schools and help make decisions on how the, the kids are being educated which is the right thing to do, DeSantis and the Republicans and stuff are really for it. it. It's transparency in our education, gets rid of CRT and indoctrination recruitment. And, they, and in the bill, there's language that prevents the left and the indoctrinated recruiters to try and turn our kids into being something they're not. And that means that uh, for kids in elementary school and middle school, they're not allowed, if this pass, bill is passed, and they are going to, and it's going to pass, it's going to sign into law, and DeSantis is really going to hold on, and so am I, and everything else. If your child is in preschool or in elementary school or middle school, the teacher, with this bill passes, it will in the next few days uh, pass. The Santos Society to Law, you are, it will become illegal in the state to teach these kids about how to become gay. It literally is illegal to, to talk about homosexuality and lesbianism and all that stuff for little kids that really have no concept on it. It is illegal in the state to, to indoctrinate, recruit, little kids from preschool to through middle school and to become gay or transgender or anything else. They will not be indoctrinated, will not be recruited. We do not do that. The kids are not born that way. It's taught and in the schools in the in in this in this state, it's gonna kick them out. 
high school kids, it's a different story. They can learn about homosexuality and anything else like that. And, you know, that's because it's a little bit older and they understand certain things. But if by that time, for the most part, it will be too late to indoctrinate them and recruit them because they have more common standing of what who and what they are as they go ahead. This is a perfect bill. The left, people like Nikki Freed, the, the uh, pot smoking, uh, drug dealing individual that really don't give a damn about anybody because she has a, a, a hemp farm, or her husband has one, they make a million dollars, they show off of that. If they legalize pot in this state, she's gonna do to make billions. And that's all she cares about, not about you and, and all that type of stuff. And she's using that as a wedge. And we all know that's the real reason. Plus she's on the investigation for uh, for political finance fraud, uh, for, uh, for stuff uh, to, to her campaign. So all that's going on with that. But Nikki Fried, in fact, Nikki Fried's kind of a joke. But uh, now, you know, so that's the point here. But the left and the, and the Democrats, they're calling it an anti-gay bill. It's not. It's called, uh, it's called a better education bill. It's, it's to, uh, make sure that it's transparent for the kids, it's, it's for the parents to see what the kids are learning and everything else, and they want to make sure that CRT, indoctrination and recruitment is not being taught, being bring, these kids are not being brainwashed. And so the left hated, the right loves it, and it's the right way to go, and the parents love this bill because they actually gain control of the education. And what wanted in Virginia, it's the same thing It's now down here. In the Virginia race, where Youngkin won, and one of the first things he did was to do what we're doing here in Florida, and that's to get rid of uh, the indoctrination recruitment by the left in the schools. And, and it's going, and this is happening nationwide. Eventually, we're gonna clean the schools out, and now be the end of the communist takeover, and that's how they're doing it. But anyway, I want to say thank you to everyone. God bless you uh, and everyone else uh, that listened to our podcast. Don't forget tomorrow's radio show is going to be about politics for a change. And then we're going back towards education and, and, uh, and entertainment and other stuff. And so God bless you all. Have a great day.